that my dear friend, John Stringer and I are going to have about dealing with the confusion that is taking place right now with compassion so that we can gain some clarity and allow our hearts to open to help us learn whatever it is that we need to learn that will allow us to help shift the collective from the three dimension of darkness into the fifth dimension of light and consciousness. So welcome, John. I'm so glad you're here with me. Thank you so much for having me. So beautiful to be here. Always <laughs> awesome to be in your presence. I love it. I love it. Oh, <laughs> I, I absolutely love it too. I am I am just so excited to have this conversation with you because there mm -hmm. are so many people right now that are really struggling uh, with what's taking place. And these mm -hmm. are people that I want us to talk about specifically, which are our peers. These are spiritual teachers, spiritual healers, right. spiritual um, coaches. And, you know, I, I so value you and, and your personal work and then and what you do to help others that I think it is an absolute perfect time. Hey, Jody, thanks mm -hmm. for joining us. An absolute perfect time for us to have a conversation about how to use this time to move through our spiritualized ego because i i know what it's like to get stuck inside of that the confusion of i know everything spiritually why am i still <laughs> suffering well <Right. laughs> yeah we've we need all the light workers all hands on deck we need to get mm -hmm. the work done that assists our uh ability to be in service to those who are crossing over, crossing that threshold from 3D to 5D. So let's start with your, how, what do you, what is, you know, um, spiritualized ego, what does that mean to you? And how do you see that showing up in, in our, in our peers, in ourselves? Obviously, let's just start with that. Cause you and I are, yeah, really great question. we're doing our own work. So funny enough, I was asking in the shower today, spiritualized ego, what is that? <laughs> you know, because you'd mentioned that term to me. It's not one I, I've used, but I resonated with it. And so I was asking, like, what is the spiritualized ego? And I think often it's uh, one of its manifestations is superiority. Yeah. Um, where we feel we have we are somehow better or different or or at least this was what I was hearing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. somehow better, totally. different, and more evolved, or you know, just this idea of superiority. And it's fascinating how it shows up in so many ways, isn't it? It's oh, just yeah. like wow, it can show up so many different ways. Um, and and for me, the the solution that I found with letting go of that is that choice to listen to that knowing as consistently as possible, even when I think I'm on this path of flow and this, that, and the other, but am I really listening to the knowing, <laughs> you know? Cause a lot of times you can be feeling great and feeling like, oh, I get it, I get it. I'm doing great and still be in that ego. Yeah. And still not realize, wow, you know what? this perfection that knows all as well, this perfection that knows even the things that arise that you dislike, even the things that you project upon others that you feel like need to be changed or whatever, or like it can literally suck you into this mission, <laughs> you know, 
to this mission to save the world and change the world and you think you're on the right path when in that reality the ego got you <laughs> so that's the uh that's yeah. what i've been learning yeah it's a it's and it's a you know it's a fun i think of it even though it can feel so dark and so heavy at times the work and the the opening up to seeing all the ways that our consciousness is doing things that we might not like. Yeah. Um, I think the antidote being that oneness that, or that knowing that helps us begin to see it with compassion and see all of that and become aware of all that so we can bring light and acceptance. That's the crazy thing that I've been learning. Mm -hmm. uh, the acceptance and the compassion for what's being created, knowing that there really is nothing to fear. There really is no real harm that can be done, which is, you know, counter to the spiritualized ego. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, gotta yeah. say, you know, it's just yeah. like, oh man. So that, for me, that's how it shows up. Um, yeah. And I, I felt myself battling with that even over the last few weeks of learning different things and yeah. hitting that place of confusion and then having to remember to align, to listen, and yeah. to let that guidance remind me, there is nothing to fear, nothing. It's like, wow, but what about, no, 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 nothing. <laughs> you know? Fascinating. So I would I would love to hear your take on the spiritualized ego because you're the one who prompted, prompted it in our last conversation. I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's something that I actually, in my work, I, I talk about the spiritualized ego all the time. It's it's a natural part of the teachings that I do because the spiritualized ego is is really not any different than a religious ego that thinks it knows God and what God wants for you, and but it wants you to live it, not me. And mm -hmm. the spiritualized ego is is no different. It wants to let everybody else know how you should be living your life and how things should be happening, but it comes like what you said earlier, from a sense of superiorness, that we use beautiful, loving things to still be judgmental and, and create separation. And right now, what I am observing, well, before I say that, the way that I began to see my spiritualized ego is and realize, oh my gosh, as the Course in Miracles says, this is one of the obstacles to, to peace. And without seeing this this aspect of separateness within us that is invested in keeping us disconnected in 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 competition and comparison superior mm -hmm. inferior better lesser mm -hmm. bully victim and especially right and wrong if we don't see that part of us we have all this beautiful spiritual knowledge in the head but not in the heart yeah. And we're, I'm seeing my spiritual community out there battling each other. You know, I, I've got people unfriending and, and beautiful relationships uh, falling apart because of different yep. opinions. Yep. So the way that I saw my spiritual ego and it became so clear for me and I knew from there on that a lot of the work that I would do is to assist those who are spiritual teachers, healers, and uh, coaches to see their own spiritual ego because mm. that superiorness is very arrogant. And yeah. I got to see mine when I, my former husband, 
he came to me as a student and I, you know, was teaching classes and he came to my courses, my workshop. He participated. He was my assistant for almost two years, just about every single weekend that I gave a workshop, I gave a talk, he was there. And about three years into the relationship, he began to tell me these things that I was telling him and began to let me know where I was in being, you know, spiritual. Mm -hmm. And I began to see myself reacting to how dare you tell me I'm not being <laughs> loving enough. How dare you tell me I'm judging you. You're right, judging right. me. And it became a pissing contest instead of an expression of, of for love, a place for love to safely express. There was no room for saying I'm, a, I'm afraid. Um, honey, you know, I, I really... I don't understand this, or I see this differently. Mm. It became a pissing contest of who was right. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening in the world today. And, and, you know, and I know a lot of spiritual teachers and I just felt that for me, you, you bring a level of, of humbleness because once I began to see my spiritualized ego, I really went through confusion. I went through, oh my gosh, I am being, um, I'm being a fake. I'm teaching spirituality, love, joy and peace and kumbaya. And in my home, in my heart, there is a battle raging. And I had a lot of confusion about being inauthentic. And I, if it wasn't for A Course in Miracles, I don't think I could have seen my spiritualized ego the way that I did because mm -hmm. then all of the teachings had to be turned inside. I had to be really gentle with myself. I had to forgive myself. I had to move to the place of asking God for clarity because the spiritualized ego is the block that keeps us from actually being humble enough to know we don't know shit, but yeah. we have a direct <laughs> connection to the one that knows. And that one that knows needs us to open the, the gate and allow it to take over. Well, right. what is the ego? But the separate sense of me, and I've got it all, and I know it all, and I'm right about everything. And as I see it playing out now in the world, we're taking two sides on the coronavirus. We're taking two sides on vaccines. We're taking two sides on political parties. We're taking two sides on... Um, you know, with the presidential race, when we begin to take sides, we are feeding the part of us that wants to keep separation. And I can promise you, if we are taking the side and we are, are taking a stand on that. And there's no humbleness and there's no opening to hear with compassion. We're really confused because now we are defending a part of ourselves that we are not aware of is the block to the very union, the very connection that this entire shift in consciousness is inviting us to move toward. Yes. So I knew that you and I could have a very uh, honest conversation here, talk about how we face our own spiritualized ego and, and share from a place of what really needs to take place for us to as a community of teachers and healers and, and coaches to become really truly the light workers that, that we were born to be, that we've been preparing to be 
because if we don't really clean up what's going on inside, people are waking up and they're observing. I'm already watching some of the posts on Facebook. You know, you I thought you were a spiritual coach and you just blocked this person. I thought you were a spiritual, you know, healer and you you're you're in fear of a virus. Right. Right. So we got it. I had to make a choice. What is my truth? Because without standing for ultimate truth, there is no clarity. There is only confusion. So true. So true. It's um, what you just said. First of all, I'm more feeling it. I'm listening to it or feel it. Like I can feel you can feel when something is uh, aligned with, you know, healing and aligned with um, release and all of that. So I definitely feel what you're saying. Um, I think an interesting analogy that comes up for me is what I was working on today. Often, as those who step into the role of teacher, really all we are are students who are sharing the lessons we're learning, you know, exactly. like the very things we're like finally being uh, reminded of over and over. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. But, but the beautiful thing is uh, today, the lesson for me was really cleaning up and decluttering some things. We've been working for the last two days on getting everything out of our attic. I mean, everything, taking it all. It was, we had other people's stuff, all kinds of stuff. So we're calling them on the phone, showing them videos. All right, this has got to go, you know, <laughs> really. But what it took was looking at the mess. And actually getting in there and taking a look and choosing, all right, this behavior, we're going to change it. We're going to do something to shift it. Not that it was right or wrong, yeah. but it had become so cluttered that there was no, no room for other stuff. And we had stuff coming down the steps, using the steps like a pantry. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is ridiculous to me. That's how I felt. I'm like, this is ridiculous, but I got to align, accept and then do something about it, you know? And I, I feel a lot of the things that are happening now require that a similar practice of yes. seeing it, looking at looking at the side, looking at the full spectrum, but also depending on that alignment so we're not reactive and judgmental because I felt reactive and judgmental. I was angry at, I want this to change, you know? And it and that serves a purpose. All of that stuff, sir. It's all perfect. I'm not, but it doesn't feel good. At the end of the day, how does it feel? Is it causing suffering for us, or is it causing you know the bliss that is our birthright? I wasn't feeling the bliss, <laughs> so I got to the bliss, and I kid you not, Lina, I felt so much joy before we even started. The fact that we had decided to start was so joyful. I was telling my wife, baby, I don't even know why I'm so full of joy. We hadn't even started this project yet, but I got to where I needed to be. So the experience yeah. was no longer suffering. And I had triggers here and there through the process, but yeah. just continued to use the practice. I think it's the same with what's unfolding in the world. The things we're seeing yes. um, and the choices that we make, if we're not making them from that aligned space, we end up creating more suffering regardless of which side we choose. It doesn't even matter which side we choose. It's all an illusion anyway. But the point exactly. is, yeah, if, if we're not aligned though, we end up doing exactly what you described. Yeah. Taking a side, getting entrenched, 
creating in the reality that that feels like crap. Now we're ready to defriend somebody because they disagree. Exactly. Okay, that's okay. But how does it yeah. really feel? It feels like crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's the um so for me, that's the I think the lesson is uh learning how to navigate even what's arising, even these some things are shocking, but it's this uh, it really is this opportunity for our ability to do what you called. I even asked about today I did this lighter because I don't you, I don't hear this these this phrasing much, but like third, fourth, and fifth dimension. Yeah. I never hear it that way, right? Yeah. But so I'm asking, okay, what is that? And then it, it comes, you know, to explain to me, okay, you could think of fifth dimension, like third dimension is what we're in, body. This is how it's explained to me in the body identification, all exactly. that stuff. Exactly. Familiar with separation. Exactly. Fourth dimension. Uh, the way I was hearing it was really what I play in mostly right now <laughs> is is the recognition that I am not the body, I am not this, and I listen to the knowing, but but so I know it and I depend on it, but I have not yet shed playing in the identification space, right, of, yeah. of separation. I go back and forth, right? Yeah. And then that fifth dimension, the way I was hearing it, was knowing you are the oneness consistently. Exactly. Like, Having in and having integrated all the other layers of consciousness in a way that is just consistent yeah. flow from moment to moment. So that's what I'm practicing for um, toward. Yet I know where I'm at is perfect. And each of us where we're at is perfect. Whether we're stuck in third, in the fourth, in the fifth, it's all good. But yeah, but that that beautiful um with what's going on right now, I feel like it's an opportunity to up level. Mm -hmm. into these levels of consciousness. And the way I hear it is just levels of consciousness. It never tells me what they are exactly. until today when I asked. <laughs> but but up level into these level of consciousness, yeah. uh, relev relevant to where we are. So all of this stuff that's happening for us is that opportunity. Like, okay, yeah. ooh, trigger here, trigger there. Ooh, that, oh, surprise there. Yeah. <laughs> 2020's been full of it, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's been awesome. Totally, totally. The way that I get my my guidance is that 20, the, tw the decade of the 20s, so 2020 through 2029, till the very end of 2029, 10 years of a bridge, if you will, and mm. and what it is is a it's an opportunity that's never going to be here before uh, again it's never been here before it's never going to be here again and the reason it doesn't need to be here again is because when you cross the bridge and you get to the other side and you're moving in that direction you don't got to go backwards right. so so 20 this decade is an opportunity to cross dimensions of consciousness to cross yes. levels of consciousness and and you you explained it simply and it's a way that i know it third dimension where body identification there's otherness there's right wrong conditional love and and everything is is a reaction fear-based the the fourth dimension is an opportunity to to begin to understand your mind you don't have to react if you don't want to you are the creator of your reality this is where where every one of us who enters the spiritual journey, whether we're doing it now or whether we do it, we did it the last decade, you know, the last 20 years that I did, whether we did it 2000 years ago when Jesus was here, 2,500 years when Buddha was here, the fourth dimension starts when the mind begins to accept responsibility for its sovereign power to choose between love and fear. Mm. 
and to choose between alignment with truth or to stay inside of the the limitation of an egoic identification he just mm -hmm. i am just human mm -hmm. this but 2020 is also a part of of a of a system that has to do with the, the planets the universe it's a call from source god spirit you know barbara buddha bambi whatever you want to call it we are being invited to cross the bridge for one reason and one reason only it's a lot more fun to co-create with collaboration cooperation you know upliftment celebration there is no reason that we we shouldn't be there already, but we have been dilly-dallying with the ego and we have been creating systems of hierarchy, of oppression, of division. We have been supporting this, this level of separation because we did not understand that this is an illusion. And by illusion, it's become very clear to me because the word illusion, it, that's confusing. And at times it can be condescending and at times it can be dismissive. But the illusion is that anything outside of us has power over us. So your analogy of the attic is absolutely perfect and beautiful. We are seeing all of the crap that has been in the attic that has been creating the density, that has been creating the overflow onto the steps in your house, to the steps of our lives. We, we have lost our ability to communicate, to collaborate, to co-create all things natural to our soul. So all of the ways that we perpetuated suffering for ourselves and others are being exposed. We gotta walk up into the attic, the fourth dimension of consciousness is that conscious invitation for all of us to see we created this yes. because we were under the illusion that we were not powerful, that power was outside. And until I began to realize that all my judgments for my former husband, all my irritations were invitations to clean up my own attic because yes. the stuff in the attic kept me from entering into the altar of my heart. So the fifth dimension is just an invitation to right. make a decision. Do I need to be right or would I rather be free? Right. So we've got two political parties. Do I need to be right about one or the other or can I see beyond the, the pitting one against the other and right. see where the ego is operating? Because that's how I look at everything now. Mm -hmm. Where's the ego operating? And the ego operates in righteousness, in judgment, in greed control and superiorness that's it superior and, and victim so it's, where's okay. the superior i'm sorry where's the, the ego showing up so that i can bring the presence of source to that how yes. can i bring love to what's happening beautiful beautiful the <laughs> the two things i was laughing because the whole analogy of the attic in itself just made me realize we're talking about the spiritualized ego. Yeah. Usually you think about cleaning out the basement. So it's a funny analogy. I didn't think about that. But, no, the, uh, but, the, uh, but the basement though, to me, 
the attic shows me the thoughts, the beliefs in my head. The attic yeah. is all of the emotions that I don't want to feel. Mm -hmm. That we've got to feel the ugly stuff that's coming, but then we mm -hmm. got to take a walk up to the attic and look at the beliefs that are perpetuating that's right. That's right. that 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 stuff in the basement, which are those base emotions that are very, they can be very destructive. But when mm -hmm. when when we align them with source when they are infused with spirit, not spiritualized, but when they are infused with spirit, those energies are the very passion that we need right now to claim our yes. power. Yes, yes, excellent. The, the other word that comes up for me um, when I was asking about looking at some of the things that have been coming to light, um, and you and I talked about this conversation would probably be for the, best suited for those who are already familiar with their spiritual practice alignment or somewhat familiar with recognizing egoic limited condition thinking versus yeah. tapping into the knowing that sets you free from that yeah um so in light of that uh sharing some of the information that been seeing um lately and digging into like everything from secret agendas that are coming to light to, you know, whistleblower stepping up to the controversy of, is it a pandemic or a pandemic and all these different things, right? And uh, the further and further you go, we talked about how there's so many different wormholes. Yeah. What I've had to do um, is really through my own practice, ask what is for me to see? What is for me to pursue? What is for me to and I've been shocked at some of the answers. It's like, yes, spend three hours looking into this. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, yes, go this direct. I'm like, wow. And but it's been it's felt joyful. And when fear has come up, I've gone back to that alignment so I can listen and be reminded there is nothing to fear, period. Exactly. Just nothing to fear. Exactly. This is more about the cleanup, yeah. but becoming aware of some of these. Um, things that are coming to light, whether and in, in for our listeners, some of them maybe believe, you know what, there's nothing going on. People are just coming up with conspiracy theories, et cetera. And some of you may be of the other persuasion, but whichever you are, what I'm learning is to listen what's yours to do. And I was even sharing, I do believe this sincerely that when we listen to spirit, where we get taken isn't necessarily the same as someone else is listening to spirit. We may be on two opposite sides, but yeah. the point is we have compassion for each other. Exactly. <laughs> Regardless of if spirit may be telling, like uh, the one lesson to remember is there is no right or wrong in spirit, period. So if you're being guided to believe that those who believe in uh, there's a pandemic meaning there was planning and this is a planned thing. If you're listening to spirit and spirit is telling you to believe that it's because there is perfection in you going that direction. And there is a exactly. lesson. It's not about right or wrong. And these people are wrong. This yeah. is just the way you're supposed to go. If yeah. you're hearing spirits say, go this way, go that way, because it's, there is a lesson there for you. So yeah. I, I'm not even convinced that the way spirit is telling me to go and what to see and when I'm checking in and getting, yeah, there's credibility to this. I don't even, 
I don't even accept that as, yes, this is right, because I know that's baloney. <laughs> it's all illusion. It's all. I know that's yeah. like, when, as soon as I start to conclude something, I know I'm like, uh-oh, yeah. here yeah. comes my opinion getting in the way. No, there's a lesson for me. There's something yeah. for me down this road to exactly. go in this direction. And so if I'm sharing it and other people have a total different viewpoint, I know they're where they're supposed to be. I don't, yeah. it's not my job to convince them, even though we may go back and forth a little bit, <laughs> you know, out of fun or whatever, but I don't need to change anything. Yeah. All I need to do is listen to the knowing and let it guide me. And so that, um, the word I was going to bring up, I just, it started with a D and now I forgot what it was. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> anyway, whatever that D word was. <laughs> well, we, yeah, I know what you're saying is absolutely, uh, we have to come to the place of, of trusting. Now, this is something that we yeah. cultivate a, a little bit at a time. I wasn't able to trust God right. fully with what? Right. Trust something I don't know and I can't see, touch, you know, taste with my life. You unknown are going to tell me what to do? I don't think so. So I had a very, uh, a very defiant side to me when I started this journey. And I'm hearing this guidance. And I'm like, how do I know this voice that's telling me to be loving is, um, well, Pauline, you're welcome. Um, how do I know that this voice that is loving is really interested in me when I have discovered that I've got all these voices in my head and none of them were uh, really caring about me or others. So I had to learn how to trust guidance. And one of the things that became so clear, I've been at this for 18 years. And I entered into the deepest part of my journey. Uh, when I had my encounter with God, it's about 13, 14 years. So five years into the journey, almost to the day, I began to have my, my true uh, experience directly with God, with source. There was enough ego that had broken down. There was enough humbleness. There was enough um, desire to surrender. Enough, not, not total, but enough to open that door. And God found its way into my heart. And once that began to happen, what was really remarkable is that one of the things that has to take place is is resensitizing ourselves to the fact that we live on a planet that truly is paradise. We were placed here in the Garden of Eden. Everything, the, this planet is here to feed us, to clothe us, to water us, to bury us, to, you know, to provide everything that we need is here. And it was given to us equally and unconditionally. So as I began to look at how did I forget that? How did that get trained out of me? The journey took me to going thousands of years back and beginning with Adam and Adam and Eve, who ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Then it began, it became clear in the focusing in otherness, in the focusing, I'm man, you know, I Tarzan, you Jane, I Adam, you Eve. And beginning the process of judgment and condemnation and superiorness and attacking and defending, for thousands of years, we've been playing out that game. Yeah. And we know 
that governments do that. We know that it happens in our families. We know it happens in the in the corporate world. We know it happens in the education system. Somebody's Tarzan and everybody else is Jane. There's the boss and the peons. There's the head and everybody else. So when I began to look at myself, where do I do that? It, it, it was shocking the capacity that I have to be violent with myself and others, to be judgmental, to be greedy, to do things for gratification for myself alone. Even if I'm doing it that appears to be nice for you, there was an always an underlying what's in it for me because that's what I was taught. And what I'm observing right now is that if I don't decide to look at everything for where is this a reflection of me and let me feel the truth in it, mm-hmm. my spiritualized ego kicks in in one of two ways. I go into bully mode and go into superior and bash other people, or mm-hmm. I go into denial mode and then move into this, this sense of, well, that doesn't resonate with me. That's, that's, uh, you know, that's not loving enough. You know, that, that I, I can't stand that person. They're not loving enough. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can't stand somebody because they're not loving enough, where is your love? This is a call for your love to come out. And using what is out there to help me see the connection or the disconnection from me and source is what has given me the clarity to realize that everything is just acting out what's possible, the potential in line. And that's, that's all it is. Yeah. The, um, you reminded me as you were saying that of the D word. <laughs> the D word that escaped my mind was actually disregard. Um, the lesson been getting is being shown how my disregard is what I'm seeing in the world yeah. with all these things that are coming up. My disregard for life, my disregard for the other yeah. um, in whatever way whether it any sentient, any sentience, any yeah. creation, that disregard for the earth, that disregard for, you know, the homeless or the disregard for, you know, whatever it is, insects. There's just so many lessons I've been getting and seeing that as we're expanding into that love, or I'll just speak from my experience, what I'm noticing now is as we're expanding into that love, it's like showing me the ways in in the world that I'm doing that within. And I used to believe that or understood that when we see an expression of something we don't like in the world, there's a lesson. Yeah. And then I further begin to hear that that is my consciousness doing that thing. Yeah. Because we're all one. And I got that. I was like, okay, the individuated point of awareness that I am, this individuated point of consciousness isn't necessarily doing it, but the expanded me, the true me, the essence is that consciousness as well. Exactly. Now I'm being shown that actually 
not only is it the expanded, but the individuated point of awareness is exactly. doing it too. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah. So it's this, oh, wow. I need to, let me, let me plug my uh, laptop up real quick. I just saw I have 2%. There we go. I'm back. <laughs> Well, actually, one percent. I caught it just in time. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was close. <laughs> no, but what what you're saying is is so beautiful because we have been conditioned to disregard everything around us and to become greedy and selfishly oriented. And what has become really clear is that the more power and money we have, the more we can do good or the more we can do harm, the more disregard and um, care we can do, but also the more love and care we can do. So money just highlights your alignment with source or your disalignment with source. I love that, yes. It, yeah, and as I'm watching what's happening, let, let's just talk about the, the virus. The, I see, I look at everything as, as a, um, I do it in two ways. One, I, I go inside. I feel, God, what, what is it that I need to know about this? Because I want to get the information directly from source. Right. And inevitably, I get the same answer. What you are experiencing is what you projected to help you see, because you're a powerful creator, exactly what you believe about yourself. And I went, well, what was I believing? Then I, that's where part two comes in. What was I believing about myself to create a virus? Well, I was believing two things. I needed to, to take a break. I needed to pull inside. And when I go inside, I need to check into what am I afraid of that's outside? And it's very simple. As, as we see the, the economic slowdown stop in many ways, as I see what's happening in the medical world, as I see what's happening in, in families and in, in fear and medicine, you know, the people scared of catching this, I began to realize, well, where have I experienced those things? Where, where mm -hmm. have I been a party to that? Exactly. And, and I cannot ever say I'm not I don't have the potential to do the same thing because I am the same consciousness as what is out there. Yes. So then it becomes a process of forgiveness. I got to forgive what I'm seeing out there that I may not be agreeing with, but it's there because it's a projection of what I believe about myself. Yes. And you know what I grew up believing? that somebody outside of me had power over me. It was my mm. mother first, my father, my grandmother, the teachers, the preachers, the government, the media, the, the boyfriend, the lovers. Oh. Mm. So what's getting activated? A mm, lot of authority so figures are trying to tell me what to do. And I've got God, the supreme authority inside of me saying, you'll only yes. hear them if you don't know who you are. So beautiful. But, but I what you no no that's it. But you what say that last thing again? But, but I projected them, and so did everybody else. Yes, that's so beautiful. And what's wonderful is you're reminding me of when we share. Like when you share that, I feel that, and I feel the healing of it. And it it also lifts my consciousness. Like I haven't been looking at it that way, 
But that lesson you just shared, I could literally feel the shift in my own and receiving it. And I think what I was hearing earlier today is that is the beauty of us as uh, doing hmm, the beauty of us being on our individual appearance of individual journeys. In reality, it's all interconnected, but where you are is just you sharing that is actual love. Literally, that is love. You sharing your uh, story, what you've gone through and how you've shifted, it lifts those who are ready to shift, you know, like it just did me, you know? That's love, that's sharing the light, you know? And the, the beauty of that is, I, I think that's, um, that authentic work you're, uh, that you talk about where um, when, when we have that vulnerability to uh, relate the true uh, journey and healing, <laughs> you know, of it, people can actually uh, be shifted just by listening and just by um, receiving that. So I, I did love what you said. Um, the way I've seen the same lesson is a different way, but the same. <laughs> and the lesson I was being shown was, like some of you may know about the Catholic mass graves uh, in Canada and different places, just found a lot of different places, mass graves of children, Native American children, a lot of children, things like that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, really, what? Uh, but when you, when I'm aligning and I'm listening, like my heart, I can feel the emotional rise. But when I'm aligning and I'm listening, I was shown the same thing that that disregard for life is my own disregard for insects when I hire an exterminator, my own disregard for different things that I may justify in my mind. But really that the, the child is the same essence of life as is the ant. Exactly. They are not different, but we fool ourselves into believing that. But the knowing knows that's not the case. And it's okay. It's okay to be like, okay, well, I'm gonna kill a cockroach anyway. <laughs> that's fine. But you don't feel the, you're creating a block yeah. to the oneness. You're creating, and you have this reaction and tension around the bug and, you yeah. know, and all of this stuff. And it just, it, um, you're cutting yourself off from that beauty of what life could be if you shifted. Um, and, and it's not about, don't mean by to judge or anything like that. I just noticed to myself, it was humbling to see how uh, I am creating it through my own disregard for life. Yeah. And then if I want to shift it, there's nothing wrong with shifting what happens, but if I want to shift it, how do I do it? Not out there, yeah. here. Okay, where, just as you said, where am I doing that? Okay, do I decide to change? Do I so decide to align and receive whatever lesson, whatever frequencies and energy to assist in shifting that? Or do I just decide to keep going about my business the same way? <laughs> you got the choice, but the choice is to step through to this new way of being, this new compassion and this new um, experience of, uh, of love in so many powerful ways that feels, it feels better than the entrenched egoic, this is mine, how dare you cross my line? How dare you invade my 
home. I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> you know, it feels very different. The life of what I'm starting to see is the service. How beautiful serving uh, feels. Uh, one more quick example. Another example is um, my wife will tell you when we got married through our relationship, rarely would I cook a meal. Rarely. Like maybe holidays and pretty much not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, I don't know. I, I didn't have this sincere drive for it, but I wanted to serve on special occasions and that was cool and I'd do what I could, but you know, like, ah, cooking's not for me type thing, right? Nothing was wrong with that either. I accepted it. Recently, <laughs> uh, for my wife's birthday, made a breakfast in bed. I've done that many a times. Then for Mother's Day, I was like, I just got this inspiration to go all out, do something very new, like make stuff from scratch. Like, they require breaking the egg, mixing it with the butter and the milk and the seasonings and all, you know, like the extra stuff. I'm like, okay, this is new. So I'm doing this for the first time. I can't not watch it. So that you, that's called from scratch. <laughs> from scratch. That's right. <laughs> so I'm doing it. For, I'm looking up YouTube, getting all this stuff together, trying to prep. Man, I felt like a chicken with my head cut off, <laughs> like in the kitchen, like, oh, 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 this is about to burn. Let me grab that. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like cooking three things at the same time for the first time. It was fun. Though. It was, I, I ended up eating the first batch that was burnt. My son ate the second batch and the third batch my wife got and it was great. <laughs> Three times a charm, right? But all that to say, the act of serving in that way, and it turned, I'm, I'm so grateful it turned out good because I got to eat it and I liked it except the burnt stuff. But regardless, it was the act of service that taught me such a lesson and then serving it and seeing their reactions, they were pleased. I was like, wow. That's what this feels like. <laughs> That's why people like to cook, you know, because it's this labor of love. And when people are pleased, I finally got to see what that feels like. I'm like, whoa, this is what I've been missing. <laughs> it's like, wow, now I really want to learn how to cook, <laughs> you know? But it's like, I feel like that's such an eye opener to that entrenched old way of being that I was in. Ah, cook is not my thing, not for me. Yeah. I'll do a little bit here and there, but to really going all out, really aligning and giving my love and heart to it the best I could. And then seeing the opportunity that's there, how much greater we can expand into and what we can feel and the love and the just the, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but what that feels like. Mothers often who cook for their kids know what we're talking about, especially when the kid's like, mm, that's good, mom, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But it was new for me, and I think that's the same thing we're getting a chance to see now of let shedding these old ways and expanding to just more love, more bliss, more compassion, more service for each other, um, mm -hmm. letting go of these entrenched selfish, like you called it, selfish ways of being. This, oh, this is mine, and I got a mask for me, and just my family, I'm concerned about them, and you know, the other I'm not that concerned about and I yeah. disregard this and disregarding that. And if you don't agree, I disregard you, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think that that old model doesn't feel as good. It just doesn't. No, that was beautiful. I love the share. I wish I would have had a breakfast at your house that day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't say next time will be as good. 
sip, but hey, I was grateful that one worked out. <laughs> yeah, but I, I want to use your analogy about the children because <laughs> what is happening this year that we are in the year, the 2020 is so that we can become, so that we, we are able to see clearly. 2020, clear vision. We have to see what's been hiding in plain sight, but in our selfish focus and only my role, because you were talking about you were the, you had the role of the, you, you know, me, Tarzan, you, Jane, you cook for me. Um, and when we have these roles and we're focused on thinking that we're only this one thing, and this is all that we're supposed to be doing, we become desensitized to what's happening. And to me, as I become more aware, not just of those mass graves that we're finding all of these children in these graves, but realizing the, the unbelievable amount of children who have been pulled out of um, uh, human trafficking, that have been pulled out of, of pedophile uh, rings, that, that are being pulled out from underneath places, children who have actually never seen the light of day because they are used specifically for abuse. People don't want to see that. And where the where I see that coming up, and we're going to have to face it because to me, what that represents is the death of our child's inner child's innocence. Mm. When we when we allow ourselves to to be pulled out of our connection with source, we experience an inner death. We are dead inside until we begin to awaken. This is why we have to resurrect that inner child within. I mean, in my Course in Miracles class last night, that's that's the lesson we were working on, lesson 182, was about being still a second and going to our inner child and reconnecting with that. And it it is, we are being shown on the outside what is happening on the inside? When our spiritual ego gets confused, it basically doesn't want to see that because it goes into either the, the denial of that, that's too low frequency. But the thing about when we think it's too low vibration for me, what we are not giving is the light in us to elevate that. Exactly. Oh, you just nailed it. Yeah. Yes. So we need everybody. All hands <laughs> back. If you yes. have love in your heart and you think something is below you, it is your duty. If you're awake, now this cannot happen if you're not fully awake. You can be spiritualized. Right. But if you are beyond spiritualized, you are the presence of spirit. You are there to bring the light and the love that forgives those who knew not what they were doing, who took the child, the lives of children, we forgive ourselves for having let our own inner child stay in the basement with all of the noise in our, you know, mental attic that told us that we were not okay being who we are. We need your light, your passion, your compassion, or the spiritualized ego will look at that and start from a righteous place. That's wrong, that shouldn't be happening. This is the right group, that's the wrong group. I'm gonna vote for this one, but not for that one. Right. Again, when we become polarized, the love and the light that is inside of us, it's not shining, it's not extending, it's not expressing, it's not healing. All it's doing in its judgment is making you feel that you are higher than where you are, but all you revealed is that you're actually lower in consciousness. Right. 
And to be humble enough to see that, to be humble enough to say, God, what would you have me do, requires that we stop thinking that we know. <laughs> That's right. That's it. All right. That's it. That is awesome. <laughs> I want to read you what my wife and I got last night. Yeah. So we were going, uh, it's echoing exactly what you're saying. Uh, often, Kathy has her own ability. She'll sit down and listen and type out, ask questions and listen. We were just having a conversation. And so she started asking a couple of questions like, okay, let me just type. That's a, that's That was the practice we used to have. Um, we hadn't done it in a long time. We call it channel partners where she'll ask the question. I'll tune in. Um, and so we did it last night for the first time in a long time. And we were specifically asking about how does looking up and avoiding things we don't want to see, uh, or I think this was the last question, uh, how does looking up and avoiding things we don't want to see contribute to wholeness, abundance, suffering, et cetera? Yeah. Um, and this was the answer I got. Anytime there is resistance, suffering follows. Avoidance in any form, uh, or, or excuse me, avoidance is a form of resistance. You resist looking at or dealing with that which you don't want to feel. This type of avoidance causes suffering because it is denial of what is, yeah. a blocking of it, and wastes your energy in suppressing the thoughts and energy around it that you've created. Once you let go of this resistance and face that which has been avoided, you can integrate with the energies and create harmony versus discord. Discord equals suffering. Harmony equals bliss. I thought that was just, I was like, okay, got it. <laughs> you know, I don't really got it, but you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> this level, I got it. The higher level, yeah. still applying it. <laughs> and that that is what 2020 is for, is all of us who've gotten spiritualized before now, if you attended the Hey House, I Can Do It conference, you bought and read 400 books and you've been to 100 workshops mm -hmm. and you know you, you, you meditate and have beads and you chant and you do all of those things, you know, you know what you should be doing. You know what you should be doing. However, until everything is accepted as it is, you're not being the presence of the love that doesn't do anything, but is the presence of the love that actually has the power to do through you. And that is just such a, yes, Jody, that was beautiful what John said. It is, it is so crucial that we recognize all resistance is to the truth that will heal us. Anything that you push away, because if you know that you're eternal, what is there to fear? Why would you resist anything? You would say, oh, oh, this is where the current is taking me. That's right. But if we're pushing away, every resistance is always to put our hands on the wall that we have built around ourselves. You, you, you can't resist from the outside or you smack yourself. You resist yeah. from the inside and you push away, which means you don't want to let something in. That's and if right. you can't let something in, you don't understand your freaking power. That thing, whatever it is that you let in, has no power over you when God is with you. That's and right. we got to move God from the head to the heart because all hands on deck, the things that are coming 
I don't know if you're getting clarity about what's coming, but I do. I get these visions and I listen to others who get visions, who get information so that I, I can check mine with others for any missing points if my, my consciousness gets in the way. But we have to face everything that's in the basement and the attic. We have to see this world got created. We, we've made a world that we have been resisting seeing because we've been resisting accepting that we made the world. That's right. It's, right. it's, it's a projection. If we needed authority, we have projected and there's no shortage of authority. And since we have lost our ability to feel truth, we cannot even heal our own bodies because our mind is so filled with beliefs that healing comes from the outside. But this vessel was created with DNA inside, with life force inside, with the ability to regenerate inside, with the ability to express itself inside. We don't really need anything from the outside. But if our consciousness is low enough that we think we have to go outside, then by all means do that if that helps you feel better. But when we come to know the magnificence of the design that created this amazing universe, that created this planet, that created the ecosystem, that created the body, the, the cells, everything that we have, we don't love ourselves enough to activate that healing power. So this is a journey and I I am, uh, pleading is too strong of a word, but I am asking, I'm inviting those of you who are healers, teachers, spiritual coaches, anything that you resist, you are afraid of. Let's be humble enough to acknowledge that if you can't stand with it, You don't understand your sovereignty. You don't understand your power. You don't understand what stands with you. And when we can get comfortable and allow that magnificent source, that magnificent power to infill us with truth, oh my goodness, we will be able to move through the 2020 into the creation of at the very least for a couple hundred years, a planet that operates at the fourth dimension where we know we're the ones who create it. And we're choosing between love and fear, but in that fifth dimension of consciousness, which many of us are operating in, in the general sense in the fifth dimension of consciousness, but I don't live in the fifth dimension because the fifth dimension is I would have a light body. I would not need the denseness of <laughs> but my mind is being trained to accept exactly. the that love is the only thing that I can choose. If I choose to be what I am, I'll have this body for however long I need to have to extend love, to extend miracles, to extend service, like you said, to make the breakfast or to do whatever needs to be made because then what would I want to resist? I want to enjoy everything knowing that nothing... Nothing can diminish me. And we move out of these roles that we've been playing. So that's my that's my share. So I, I just love I just lob, lobbed that over to you. Now you you <laughs> your turn. So the, the something that's coming up too, another question that we had related, uh, some of the things we were seeing 
Uh, and I think, as you said, as, as light workers, as teachers, as those of us who are um, starting to let go of the resistance to these lower, denser levels of consciousness, what we begin to see is a, a pattern, without question, <laughs> of things that we've seen that we thought were gone and dealt with. Yeah. Like we already know of how low and dense our consciousness became during the Nazi movement. Yeah. To the point where we were not only um, calling the quote other less than, yeah. but we were destroying and murdering them and doing all kinds of crazy experiments on them and doing, mm -hmm. you know, putting out propaganda to turn others against, just yeah. this yeah. very low dense energy and consciousness. And, you know, most of us believe that once the Nazis were wiped out, yay, we did it. <laughs> That's gone. No, <laughs> Clearly, that's... we've seen that show up in other ways. We've seen yeah. it even in, man, in so many ways from the Middle East to the civil rights movement to um, just so many. And, you know, OK, yay, we did it in the civil rights. Now it's gone. No, it's not gone. <laughs> And what's coming up is start beginning to see how it's showing up in other ways. In other ways. Just, just exposing, bringing to the light um, that level of consciousness and how it operates. Now, I, I think of uh, Yeshua, Christ, right? I think of this, um, when there there's this quote where he's asked, uh, Man, I wish I could get it verbatim, but the moral of the story, he was basically saying, I didn't come to bring this war that you thought I was coming to bring. I was coming to show you abundant life internally and mastering going within and finding your treasure within, taking the land back within. I didn't come to give you back Jerusalem, you know? A lot of people had it, thought he was going to do something else, you know? And wipe out the powers that be and change the government and give Drew, you know, all these different things. And yeah. um, what that reminds me of, what I hear often is, where is our victory really? Because the these dense, dark um, things that we're seeing, what I, what I love, like the 40 days where Bible talks about, you know, Jesus in the desert, the 40 days, and he, he deals with this dark, dense energy, and it's trying to tempt him to give up, you know, his divinity from the material world. It's trying exactly. to convince him, to, you know, to, you know, take power and all this other stuff. And I think some of us have learned that lesson, like part of our consciousness has learned that lesson, has chosen that route. And... Now we're being asked, are we ready to step through and choose the route of the Christ? Exactly. To choose the route of recognizing that, no, what the Father wants me to do, what the Father, Mother, God, exactly. what listening to the knowing wants me to do. But the practice, like this guy goes out in the desert and just gets to it, right? <laughs> and, you know, there was a practice involved to expand, to be able to listen and surrender to that that higher will that knows what harmony looks like for our roles yeah. and for our soul's blueprint. Like, I, I, if you look, if you look at that story, you can imagine that 
okay, here was a guy listening and had really shed listening to the limited condition thinking, the darker parts that were trying to take him into this other direction. Yeah. He's like, no, this is what I'm going to surrender to. And even when it was tough to the point, you know, where he's crying tears of blood and not my will, but thy will, I'm going to do this, <laughs> you know, just this resolve that is so beautiful. I think that's the opportunity we have, we you know, always moment to moment, but, but even what we're creating now. It's in our face right now. We, yeah, it's so, we, so big. We are there. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Exactly. Yeah, no, that, so that's, that's beautiful. That's um the the other thing that I'm keep hearing is that whether we choose uh higher levels of consciousness, just because we choose a higher level of consciousness even and begin to awake, doesn't mean we're going to choose to surrender. Mm -hmm. We still have the ability in the in the the equal right to choose darkness, to yeah. choose. And it does, it's not wrong. We just get to repeat what that feels like. We can forget, we can do whatever we want. We have that sovereign freedom. And if we we can choose to judge ourselves for choosing it if we want to and see what that feels like. Well, the reality is we just it, we end up creating more suffering for ourselves when we do that. And it just doesn't feel good. Yeah. So now we're getting this opportunity to feel good to take on the surrender and to trust. You mentioned something earlier, like how life is taking us, the flow of life is taking us in this direction, that beautiful letting go and stop trying to control and just to trust, to surrender. The surrender of like, to be trust is a form of surrender. <laughs> you know, it is a releasing of this limited view that thinks it knows it all and trying its best to control the uncontrollable and trying to, keep what's going to change the same, <laughs> you know, all these crazy yeah. ways we, yeah. it, it tries to do these things to us and create the suffering. It's like, man, surrendering is just a, such a wonderful way to trust where life is taking us and beginning to listen, cultivate that surrender and listening to the knowing that will guide us, that is there for us if we seek it. Seek it, you can find it. It is possible to do it consistently even. And, and you know, I know Lina helps people do it. I helped people do it. You know, we practice it. We know that it is possible. Some of you all, all some of you all also do this and know it. So for those of us who are these way showers, these teachers, these students who are sharing our life lessons as teachers, it is our surrender, our trust that is opening that portal wider and wider exactly. and bringing more and more light to the collective. It's bringing more and more through so more people can begin to recognize the difference in their choices and the quality of the experiences they are creating. It's our bringing that together that helps us all. Just like when you shared what you shared, Lina, and I felt Oh, from that angle, wow, I didn't think of it that. That feels so good, <laughs> you know? It's each of us doing that that's bringing this collective awakening that's so beautiful and so healing and so powerful. So that's the bright side of it all to me, even though, like you said, we're going to see more and more of this, the dark uh, underbelly of what's been hidden. We're going to yeah. see more and more of in the heights, 
the things that we had stored in our attic, like you said, the high places. We're going to start seeing the dark stuff that's been hidden in there, you know, more and more. Yeah, yeah, that's so beautiful, absolutely wonderful. And I echo what, what Christine was saying, that this this has been so healing and grounding and inspiring. And she wants us to do this every every week or every other week. <laughs> I'm actually going to start a, a Tuesday night um, awesome. conversation to, to come together for co-creation yes. of what we want to experience. And that, what you were saying is just so beautiful because we have been so disconnected from our our sovereignty you know the church told us that god power is outside of us and we're all sinners we're not good enough or whatever um not going to get there and we have just been disconnected our mind has been messed with it has been polluted with with concepts and beliefs and stories and ideas and and archetypes that are not in alignment with the truth of who we are as sovereign eternal beings mm. so this is an opportunity for us to see that everything that we believe is real out there is only real with because of our agreement with it so when you see dysfunction when you see corruption when you see abuse when you see killing when you see uh greed it's only happening because we say, yes, greed happens, corruption happens. Look, that's what the politicians do. Mm. But our work, our work, as I have come to understand it, is to put up a mirror and say, where am I greedy? Where am I corrupt? My mind's yeah. been corrupted. Yeah. Where am I insensitive? Where am I uh, disconnected? Where am I all about me? And when I put that mirror, I can see me and every single person out there that yes. I don't like. Mm -hmm. But when I look at the people that I revere, that I think, oh, they're so wonderful, and I put that mirror in front of me, I have that too. Mm -hmm. That amazingness, that magnificence, that kindness, that gentleness. I am Mother Teresa. I am Hitler. It is all possible inside of this, this mind-body vessel yeah. that has been putting out my thoughts in agreement with what is, it's time for us to decide what do we want to see and value ourselves enough to call it into manifestation. Our mind has been polluted with dense thinking that created separation. Our mind has to be cleansed. We've got too much confusion in the mind. We want happiness, but we keep pointing to what's not working. We want a better government, but we keep talking about what's not working. We want um, equality, but we keep accepting and voting for inequality. So our mind is confused. The only way to get clarity is with that compassion for ourselves so that we can see, sit still and listen, listen to what God wants to tell us. We have to make peace with the sovereignty within. And boy, oh boy, the outside is activating all of the fears that we have to feel fear of death, fear of getting sick, fear of not having enough money, all of those things lead to our awareness of the lack of trust. Because we don't trust because we don't believe we deserve to be taken care of by a benevolent force. But that is exactly what we have to surrender to. That's it. And empty so the mind so that it can be infilled with what, what Jeshua came to teach. I and the Father are one, 
and so is everybody else. Yeah. Absolutely everybody else. So let's um let's wrap this conversation up by you sharing, you know, what we can both add a little to this, but okay. let's be honest about what we both see is coming and what we both recognize needs to happen for us to be able to face it and transcend it. Mm, beautiful. So some of, um, I, you nailed it uh, when you said that you're listening to what you're receiving and then you're also being, um, hearing it from those quote others of you, <laughs> that exactly. what they're receiving. The reality is we're all bringing through different aspects and elements Pieces of, of the what, puzzle. Yeah. what we need to recognize. And for those who are aligning and listening to that guidance, you know, um, like another great quote is uh, those who belong to me, like the sheep or my, my sheep, whatever, will hear my voice and recognize it, right? Yeah. I believe a lot of us can recognize when we're aligning those things that are in alignment with the level of consciousness we're accessing. Yeah. Uh, and so, the things that are aligning with what I'm uh, receiving are uh, the recognition that a lot is going to be revealed. Those we have looked at a certain way, we're going to see in essence, we're being used for something else. <laughs> and that's on both sides of the fence, <laughs> you know? I love that. You're looking at one person and judging them as negative turns out they're being used for the benefit of the whole. Yeah. And whether you're looking at someone as being used for the benefit of the whole, turns out they're being used for some negative, you know, thing. Yeah. Not right or wrong, but just um, you know, a lower level. Yeah. It's a play of energy. Type thing. So a lot of that uh, what I'm hearing is going to be revealed and it's being revealed for those who are listening and listening to that knowing being guided some people call it discernment so using that discernment to know because the, at the end of the day a lot of the things that um that are coming to light we don't have the ability to know without accessing that higher level of consciousness exactly. um, otherwise it's just opinion and this that and the other belief and just like religion it's like was jesus real okay we can argue all day <laughs> you know does it really matter? <laughs> or are you experiencing the knowing he was talking about that sets yeah. you free from that argument? Yeah. That's really what. Um, so I think the opportunity um, with these things that are coming to light, including our political leaders, uh, some of the things that uh, will be uncovered, um, including um, the, the things, very things you mentioned, like just the depth or yeah, depths of how these sexual um, proclivities and child pedophilia and all these rings and all this stuff, the depths of it, um, how that's going to be come to light as well more um, in some of the motivations behind it. I think yeah. well, it, it will be that time. I heard some, one person talk about where, I, you may have even sent that to me, where there was gonna be a roar, you know, a time of just this roar yeah. And I, I remember listening, you know, I was asking, is like, is that is that genuine? And the knowing was corresponding with it, like, yes, oh, yeah. yes. I'm like, wow, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's gonna be a roar in this, 
you know, people are going to spend some time like responding in anger to this and a lot of emotion and different things. But it's our role um, to do exactly what we're talking about. If we want to help usher in the way I received it and heard it was months ago before the pandemic, I was hearing with a client actually that this is a time of portals. We've been repeating these cycles over and over and over and these portals are coming to fruition that we can step through if we choose to. And for those those who choose to, we're going to transcend the cycles. We're going to actually literally transcend, not that the cycles will go away because they're just an illusion anyway. So it's not about getting rid of the cycles, stopping the cycle, it's not about that. We're literally going to transcend it in a way where suddenly we're able to look and navigate the timelines even different ways where it's not even about us uh, stop the cycle it's about seeing the perfection hindsight being 2020 <laughs> seeing the perfection in it all and how it all related to these ancient lessons and everything you know it's this yeah. this beautiful awakening to see the beauty of what's been created versus the oh my god stop the cycles oh we've got to break the cycles and fix this world and all this stuff it's real that's what i'm hearing <laughs> and i'm like okay i like that <laughs> you know <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I too, the, the roar uh, that we're going to hear and we're starting to hear, I mean, for the last couple of years, um, there's been all around the world, people marching, standing up, mm-hmm. saying this is not okay. Right. We have been conditioned to believe that we are puny and something outside of us has power over us. That the truth of our sovereignty has been shoved down. We have been suppressing our authenticity. We have been suppressing our desire to self-express. We have been suppressing and become so suppressed. We have depressed. We are have have been collectively turned into, whether it's with pills, with sex, with drugs, with rock and roll, with stuff, with working so much, with chasing money, chasing this, chasing that, we have suppressed our creative abilities and in, in our knowingness, numbed it down. Yeah. Well, now what's coming to light is all of the 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 ways that that has happened. How the 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 church has we're going to see how it deliberately kept us ignorant of the power inside, totally, completely. Um, altered the the teachings of these masters, these messiahs that that came, these these teachers that came, prophets that came to share the truth that you and I are sharing, that everybody has access to. We're going to see how the governments were were governing the people, not protecting as a representative, as our employees, but they were doing things selfishly, and we let it. The education system has been feeding us information that supports a narrative that the media has been um, in a really powerful way, letting us know what we should be believing. So we get it from the education system. We get it from the movie industry. We get it from the media. We get it from where we have said, yes, you tell me who I am because I don't know who I am. I've <laughs> my truth so deep down and far that I don't know who I am. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Yes, you tell me. Um, So what is happening is we're starting to see more clearly 
that, wait a second, our constitution gives us uh, certain inalienable rights are written in the constitution given to us by our creator to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. I don't know about you, I am, I am free inside. So my happiness, my life, my liberty does not come from the outside. So if I have to go now, that, that's perfectly okay. I have zero, zero fears because I know my eternalness and I know I'm energy. So I'm playing the game of, all right, so how can God, how can I be in service here to the people who can't see? No different than what Jesus did, what Buddha did, what Mother Teresa did, what Martin Luther King Jr. did. Those of us who know the truth, we are serving. What else is there to go at? I have nothing to get from this planet, but I have everything to give. Mm. So what's happening is we're feeling the pressure that is activating that suppression. And that suppression is, is beginning to churn in a big way. And it's turning into anger. And that anger is going to activate the roar. We've got to open up our throat chakra but it goes through the heart. We got to love ourselves enough to express ourselves. Yes. And we have a lot of darkness coming. We're going to see how ugly we are when we are willing to give our power away, when we're willing to let something outside of us yeah. control us. In that suppression of the truth of who we are, we're having an opportunity to find who we are. You can't have a resurrection without the crucifixion. You cannot have a butterfly without a caterpillar who enters a cocoon. We are in the cocoon. Yeah. We are in the cocoon. We have just started. I use this analogy with my Monday night class. We are going to birth a new world. There's a new beautiful baby coming, but we just started the labor pains. And what we have to go through, those of us who know that, either because we've experienced it or we're, we witness this as dads like you have, you're there, you're watching, you can't believe all that stuff's coming out of that little hole. <laughs> right? <laughs> there is a lot of crap coming out that we have been shoving down through, through denial or through lying. Either way, either way. Yeah. And people are beginning to see, oh my gosh, I've been told things that I've been agreeing with that never resonated with my heart. Mm -hmm. And guess what? This is the time for you to acknowledge that if it doesn't resonate with your heart, it's not your truth. Get out of your mind and analyzing it and begin to feel the articles, feel the YouTubes, feel the message, feel what's in the books, feel what John and I are saying. If it doesn't feel loving and peaceful to you, then it is not in alignment with the essence of who you are. But if you're pushing against it, if you're resisting it and you're denying it and you're calling it wrong, then you are just activating the consciousness that you can manipulate into creation and you're having the experience that you're having and that's okay. You don't have to buy into anything because one thing that I do know for sure, this is one of the beautiful things I learned from the Course in Miracles, is that we are already in a state of liberation. We are just denying that that is so. We cannot not be free, but we can deny our freedom through the belief that we're not free. But we are so free, we can deny freedom. It doesn't change our freedom. It just means that while we're here, we're not, we're, we're not enjoying the ride. And for me, what is coming 
as uncomfortable as it is, it's the same thing that came to me when I discovered my spiritualized ego. It required the my son doing drugs and the possibility of my youngest son dying of an overdose and the marriage that I was in in, in at the time uh, falling apart, the dissolution of the marriage, all of that was ugly and messy, but it revealed my spiritualized ego. It revealed where I was too spiritual to feel the pain, too spiritual to to talk to this, you know, unconscious being that was attacking me. I was too feel to resonate with that vibration. Mm -hmm. And I had to say, oh, wow. I was being too spiritual to be authentic. And once I let myself feel what was happening, I realized that doesn't feel like what I'm capable of. The love that I could bring. So all hands on deck, I, I invite, John and I invite all spiritual people, all spiritual teachers, healers, and, and coaches, please, Stop taking sides and own that you don't know it all. But if we all come together and share what we do know, lovingly, gently, kindly, we each have a piece of this whole puzzle. And we're each essential, each, each essential to what is coming. Mm -hmm. So let's put down the sides and meet in unity. Like Rumi said, out beyond the field of right and wrong doing, or or is it out beyond right and wrong doing? There is a field. Let's meet there. That's right. That's right. My sweet May brother. I say one, last, oh. one last item. Yes, please. So, in the form of a story, when my when our roof was having some problems and the ceiling was starting to fall in in our living room. My wife's ex-husband came by one day and saw it, and he had a big problem with it. And we were trying to save up the money to get it fixed, and we didn't have the money yet. So we're trying to use our manifestation powers and manifestation powers. One day he calls, and he's upset about it because uh, we have a blended family, so his daughter is our daughter, right? And so he's like, I don't want her living in that kind of condition. It's like, what's the deal? So he's talking to my wife. He and I didn't talk that much back then. And um, Kathy's like, look, we're trying to blah, blah, blah. It's like, look, uh, I think somehow he sent the message either through Jolie, our daughter, or directly to Kathy, look, I'll pay for it. And he was pissed about it, right? He's like, I don't want her living like that. I'll pay for it. <laughs> and it triggered my wife like, hmm, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, you know, that was the lesson. That was her journey and her lesson. And yeah. for me, I was like, oh, wow. And the, what I started hearing is every part of the equation, where she was at, where he was at, where I was at, where we were at collectively, where Jolie was at, all of it was used perfectly to bring about what we all wanted to happen. Exactly. His resistance, her resistance, uh, my resistance, my alignment, her alignment, his alignment, regardless, every single part was bringing about the manifestation of something we all wanted to see. And sometimes we don't recognize it. So even these dark underbellies, even these things that are gonna come and be brought to light, 
that are our consciousness making choices out of egoic, limited condition thinking in some of the highest ways are for us. And they're going to bring about what we all desire. It's working perfectly. It just doesn't seem like it. And in the midst of it, it's probably not going to seem like it at all. Yeah. <laughs> but if we listen to that knowing, it will let us know all is well and always is. There's no exception to that. No. Even, even in the midst of the most hor horrendous acts. Yeah. If we remember the essence of us is unchangeable, unharmable, yeah. and one, then we know those yeah. horrendous acts are really just our own belief about this transformation of energy that is unfolding, right? This beautiful illusion. But it's yeah. it's it's really embodying that. So we do get set free from the, the suffering around it that uh is the practice. Yeah. Like the knowing of it and the you know recognition of it, I think are all steps along the way. And all of us are in the perfect position right now where we are to bring about what we're all seeking collectively. If we're, you know, just trusting, we can enjoy the ride. If we're not, we can create a terrible experience of the ride and stay in some of the cycles until our desire is strong enough to where we're ready to transcend. And it'll get there. It just may take a little longer. That's okay. <laughs> That's perfect too, you know? Absolutely. We're all going to get there though. That's what I know because there's only one that's here. But but the thing is, we're already there. Bingo! That's right. We're not going anywhere. We're <laughs> right here. Yes. I, but the third dimension of consciousness is we do it in separation. We do it because black lives matter, gay lives matter, yellow lives matter, you know, the, the Republicans, the Democrats, the rich, the poor, the this and that, you know, this side of the track, that side of the track, the, the Chinese, the, you know, Latino. If we stop trying to, to defend each individual group, mm. and we just get on the fourth dimension bridge that says, hey, what do we all want? deep down inside we all want the same thing and we have we have a document called the constitution that lays it out we want to pursue life liberty and happiness everybody wants that the fifth dimension of consciousness is how about we all band together drop what is different join where what is the same and in the sameness recognize we all want the same thing yes. if all all we did was say everybody deserves the exact same thing meeting in oneness in sameness we give permission for the diversity that an infinite creative god created when we stand in separation of the differences and make them more special than the other we totally and completely dishonor the oneness so if we focus on what's different, we continue separation, suffering, and this world will not change. If we focus on what is the same, then diversity has the freedom to be exactly as God created it. That's beautiful, yeah. Thank you for meeting me in oneness. Thank you for meeting me in love. Thank you, my friend. I always receive so much when you share. I so love it. So thank yeah. you for being on your journey, doing the work you're doing to remind us all of who we are. <laughs> you know, we're here to remind us all of our power. Yeah. Thank you so much.
Yes, you give me pieces of the puzzle for for me and and I love that you receive whatever it is that I have to offer and in the giving and receiving where two or more gather there is love and the thing is can you imagine 8 billion of us gathering in oneness in sameness <laughs> holy cow this this planet may just become a shooting star it's going to start moving out of its orbit <laughs> we collectively start loving each other and start shining our light thank you so much my friend why not I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this on my YouTube channel. You'll have access to it. Um, Tuesday nights, I am gonna start a conversation. That uh, you know, the title that came to me, uh, God gave me is, "I am that I am," as God created me. And we've got mm -hmm. to accept our power and our sovereignty and our benevolence. Thank you for being a beautiful example of that. And thank you. Oh my goodness, we had so many people here tonight. Vilma and Christine. Mm -hmm. Amy and and uh, Jill and Jody and and oh my goodness, so many envy and oh wow, Christine, so, oh, thank hey, you Christine. so much uh, for being with us. Love you all and love you all. Have a wonderful night. Good night, my friend. Bye bye. Till we meet again. Bye bye. You got it.